This episode of Snow the Goalie is proudly brought to you by Pack Horse Moving. Listen, moving doesn't have to be hard. Give the professionals at Pack Horse Moving a call at 877-309-PACK. That's 877-309-7225. Or head on over to their website, packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie. When you set up your next move with Pack Horse Moving, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Snow the Goalie. Give them the promo code SNOW, and they'll take $77 off of your next move. Again, give them a call at 877-309-7225 or go to packhorsemoving.com slash snowthegoalie and give them the promo code SNOW to get $77 off your next move. They serve the tri-state area with locations in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Burlington, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Give them a call, head over to their website, plan your next move, use promo code SNOW. Is there a better moving company than Packhorse Moving? Nay! They didn't tell me to do that. I, I don't know, maybe they'll like that. Or not, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that. But I don't regret hiring them to do our move a couple of years ago. They did a great job. They made it stress-free. They did a fantastic job. Pack Horse Moving. A big thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Good morning. Welcome into Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, as we reconvene for the morning after, the first time in quite a while that we've done one of these episodes, but the stadium series stinker is what required our attention today. Happy Sunday morning to all of you who are joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twixter, and all of all of you who are going to find this in the podcast feed after the fact, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Russ Joy at Joy on Broad, joined as always by the beautiful Anthony Sanfilippo in the middle at Ant San Philly, and the ultimate butte himself, Bundy Chris Terrian, on the right, on Twitter, at Cterrian6. Gentlemen, I will say that today I was the first one here, and then Ant went and put in his bullshit propaganda in the comments section that I Someone was rambling, asked. and that's why we were late. And that's someone, just not true. That's someone not asked, true. Someone asked why we weren't on yet, and I and you were in the middle of talking about Nancy teaching in Prince George's County, Maryland, and because Bundy and I were having a conversation about I his know, daughters having I, a game, and that's great, yeah. and that's all well and good. And I just mm-hmm. said, you know, we're late because Russ is rambling right now. Not true. So it was, it was, it was absolutely true. Fake news. Yeah, fake news. Bundy, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. I'm, um, yeah. I mean. It, it, it's another outdoor game. I, I showed, told you my – or was it Brian Smith? I was telling him my solution last night to the outdoor game. So I um, I don't like them anymore. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not I don't alone. like – I don't I don't like anything about them. I mean, I, they, 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 put the, they put the players in these spots and make them look like fucking clowns. I mean, <laughs> like walking in with the Rocky stuff and then the Devils. Like, I don't – I mean, just put a suit on. Make it look like a pro league. Not like some kind of like middle school event. You know what I'm saying? Like we got like it was actually less than two minutes. It the first bunny yeah. bomb of the morning. Happy I Sunday just morning, frustrated everyone. Watching it last night, like it's yeah. just, it just it's felt just... like a production. Like it just felt like it was you couldn't even play a game. Like and and then it's it, it almost felt like whoever had that kind of start, you scoring a breakaway thirty seconds into the game, like. I, it just felt like a whole lot of bullshit for a whole lot of nothing. 
Yeah. Um, so I think Bill ahead. Barkley, Bill Barkley has a great comment. And, and we've said this privately to each other, but I mean, it's the truth. Once a year, January 1st is fine. The rest is watered down. A hundred percent, Bill. 100%. Okay, so, so I'll say it now. And I'm going to just, I'll, I texted it to Brian Smith yesterday because I heard a rumor and a couple people said, I just can't wait till this is over. Like I just, the whole thing, <laughs> it's just done. That yeah. was from, you know, yesterday, win or lose, didn't it was before the game. But what I said to Brian Smith was, you know what they need to do? They need to do the winter classic down here, right? And do the heritage classic in Canada. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Forget the money grab because what's happening, you're watering it down and it's losing its luster. Like it just doesn't, it you doesn't many, have what it, you know how I many tickets were given away for free yesterday. It was, ridiculous. I know Anthony, I know. And they, they're incorporating in their season ticket plans for next year. Hey, get season tickets, get two tickets to, you know, a, a, a game that it just, it, it's just a lot. It's, it's a yeah. lot they're doing it again today. Um, listen, I think it's a great notion and it, it's a, it's, it was a, a great idea because a lot of us at one time, um, and I think that era, like I grew up playing on the ponds and the outdoor rinks and the community yeah. outdoor rinks where you watered the, like the rinks with fire hydrants, you'd get the, the thing and you'd like, that's what we did. And when, like, I grew up in Ottawa, the canal, the lakes were frozen. It captured that ideology that once was for guys, but that doesn't exist anymore. Guys are playing in these rinks. There's six rinks in each building. The, 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 the part of the outdoor thing is, is just a, a thing that happens to guys now, like once or twice, you know, in your childhood, it because the parents are racing the kids out to the ranks now. They don't care about that. But that really, go ask guys that played in the NHL when I played, I'll bet you almost 95% of them would say, yeah, I was born and raised on the outdoor ranks or on the rivers or lakes in Canada. I, I know I was. You know, I'd go out with my dad four nights a week, some nights to those community rinks, get a pickup game. I'm snot running all over my face, go home and eat and go to bed. And that was life. You know, but now like it, and and I thought that these games did a really good job of of capturing that. But now it's a mess. You got the game. You got green on the outside of it. It looked like fucking summer camp, like on the outside of a hockey rink. It's just it, it, I, I hate I didn't like it at all. And and secondly, Anthony will tell you right now, if you want Anthony, I mean, it's not like skating on the same ice. It's harder to play and define the kind of game you want to play. It's an exhibition for the fans. Um, but I find even the fans are kind of turning it off a little bit now because it's gotten redundant and old, and they just need to pour everything they have into the Winter Classic, make mm -hmm. it two awesome teams in an awesome venue in, in America, like a great sports city where you can bring everybody together and then have another one in Canada because they deserve it too, and that, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all I'm calling for, and you'll have, it'll, it'll come back again a little bit. And including I have a, the audiences. I have a way to fix it. I'm not even being an asshole. I legitimately think I have a way to fix it. I agree with you about having one in Canada. I don't think the U.S. needs one. I think that what the league should look to do is do what a lot of these other leagues do. Make it an experience internationally. Take this to a Scandinavian country. Hold on, that. just wait. Just wait. But they do I know, that. I know that they do in the – but I'm saying make it an outdoor game in a cold weather country, pick an appropriate month, do a stadium game, make that feel special. Make that feel like next level spectacle. Like we we will see this, like we know how this is going to work when the Eagles go and play in Brazil, right? That's going to be a big spectacle, right? Just like it was when they went and they did the the games in Germany this past year. 
The WWE is like going crazy having their premium live events in Perth, Australia next week, right? And they're doing a stadium show. Make it feel special. I think that that's the way that you can maybe work around it. I think that right now, this is so beyond jump the shark well, stateside. No, it, I, dis I disagree with you. I disagree with it's you. Water, it's watered down. It's, it's, watered not, down for, it's, it's not watered special. Down, it's watered down for us because this is the sixth time in 14 years the, or 15 years the Flyers have done this. Like, do you think that they're going to be that they're not going to be excited to do this in Columbus next year at the in Ohio State? You, they're going to turn they're out, sure they, yeah, yeah, because they've never done one before, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you want to give it to teams that haven't done it before, go nuts, go to town, fine, have them do a stadium series game, whatever. They're going to get behind it. The the thing that you want, if you want to have your marquee teams, and look, the Flyers, even though they have not been a good team the last decade, right? They've been mm -hmm. a marquee franchise for this league. So even if you so if you want to include the marquee franchises like the Flyers who are repeatedly in these games, you have to do more like what they did in uh, during the pandemic, which was unfortunate that it was during the pandemic, but it was a really cool experience to do it in a unique space when they did it at Lake Tahoe, right? I mean, how did yeah. that, that looked pretty that cool. cool on that television, right? So if yeah. you do that things like that, if you put outdoor games in unique locales, right? Put it somewhere. One of the things, you know, that the basketball did is they put it on um, uh, the, the warship or the, the airline, the uh, what do they oh, call on it? the the S yeah, yeah, yeah. The, on the, the aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier. That's what yeah. For. Yeah. Like, was dude, it the intrepid? It wasn't the intrepid. Was whatever it? one it was. Bring one there. Right. Try that. Like, that would be a cool thing. Bring the ice like, and put it on, put it on an aircraft carrier. To make like, it one of the Arizona games. Since they only get 3,000 people Man. anyway. Yeah, someone <laughs> Hoover Dam while we're at it. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I have no problem with with coming up with unique experience type places in the in the U.S. And say, so, okay, you want to put your marquee teams for something like that? That's different. That's unique. That's cool. But doing it, doing it in football stadiums and baseball stadiums, five, four times a year, three, whatever it is, three, four times a year, it's getting. Yes, that is the part I agree with you, Russ. That has jumped the shark. But you know what else? Is, you know what else was terrible yesterday? Yeah. The broadcast. Oh. oh, how bad was the broadcast of that game? I mean, it was just so so not good, so not good. It was as bad as the Super Bowl. In all honesty, probably worse than the Super Bowl. Oh, well, that's because of Romo. I mean, it's well. That's what I'm saying. Like, like or, or Sean, Jim, McDonough, Sean McDonough and 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 Ray Ferraro were just not good. I think, just, and I think Ray is usually pretty good, like getting yeah. like, information out. But it, you know what? I don't. I don't know if uh, I. I know if someone says Ray's off. I. I. I used to work in the box, like between the benches with Ray. Like when he'd do another broadcast, I was doing the Flyers. And I always. I, he doesn't annoy me. Like I, there's some uh, broadcasters in this league that just annoy the shit out of me, um, but he's not one of them. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah. yeah ESPN needs to. Uh, Figure some stuff. They need out. to, act, they they need really, to act like the worldwide they leader. To figure it out. They just don't care. Um, I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they do care. No, they don't give a shit at all. I mean, look, well, Sean, Sean McDonough is a fine sports broadcaster. Hockey's not his sport. So why are we throwing him into this? Like, go get a guy that broadcasts hockey on the regular and have that be your guy who's doing your national game. Like it, you could tell there was a real disconnect between the two. And that's, and like you said, Ray Ferraro is a hockey guy and he's usually pretty good, 
but I really felt like there was a total lack of chemistry between those two teams, those two guys, and it and it really came through the television that way. And I think that's part of the problem is is you don't you putting two guys together that don't work together with regularity. A and B, one of them is not hockey's not his number one sport. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's not that Sean McDonough is a bad broadcaster. He's just not a regular hockey broadcaster with Ray Ferraro, and that makes it bad. Correct. So. You know what else uh, sucks, too? Don't put teams sucks? like Seattle in your Winter Classic either. That'll help. <laughs> anyway. Am anyway. I crazy for feeling like part of what should make the draw for these kind of games is to go like out-of-conference games or to go with games that are going to match up superstar versus superstar? Like, you're too geographically... Yes. Like, yes. I think you you're too, David I, and Matthews on, I'll watch that. 100%. Go put that on some lake, right, somewhere? Yep. Exactly. Trees and stuff all around, like the Lake Tahoe thing. I don't care. And bring in 5,000 seats if you can get stands on the perimeter somehow. It's easy to do. You can truck yeah. them in. That's what I want to see. I like the sight lines. I want to see, I want to uh, be sold star uh, potential in the game. And I want to see, um, I want to see cold. Like, I, I like that. You know, like where you really captured that stuff where, where, where it is. It's freezing cold. It's good stuff. That's <laughs> what I want to just see. read my mind. Eric Berkey just read my mind. That's it. But that's exactly Mr. it. That's Mr. what I'm, that's what I'm yes. thinking in my head as I'm saying it. Yeah. But just no crowd. There's You can build, but you can do it because you can have a few people. But that's what you want on the, on the natural ice. Have the lines painted. Make it count. And um, and I think you have the, you have a model there. But they, these people going in, like MetLife Stadium, people don't like going there for football games. It's that <laughs> yeah, annoying. It's, it's not a good stadium. It's awful. Yeah, it's not a good to stadium. Get to, you get the parkings. So, I don't know. Yeah, you watch it. it it's just well, I don't, they got to change think, it up. I think people are also kind of missing the point here. At least some people are. Like our Hextall eighty seven says, five thousand seats doesn't sell enough hot dogs and beers. And Cliff Watling saying that taking the outdoor game overseas is a stupid idea because the NHL makes money at these events. Like I don't think some people understand how how this works when you go abroad. There, there are places that will actively pay the league to bring those games abroad. Yeah. So it's not like the NHL is going to be taking a massive loss on taking like, a game abroad. And like, again, like, if they if they put it in the night. stadium, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, but no, but look at last no, night for you're, example. You're right. Explain it. Look at last night for example. I mean, they put seventy thousand people in the stadium. I don't know how many season tickets, how many tickets were were that were used were comps, but they gave the Flyers gave every season ticket holder tickets to the game for free yesterday that's how little they sold tickets so the the fact that people are saying that the nhl makes money off of this they do but it's not from the ticket sales it's not i mean yeah do they make some money off of tickets of course and they've been concessions yes of course they all do but the reason that they do this so often is the sponsorship money and the television money and and the exposure and the marketing of their of their sport to a different audience? I hope that's a good drink, Russ. You keep staring at it. Um, well, I I accidentally <laughs> poked a hole in the thing and I just like had some metal in my mouth. No, now. but that's all. Good. I might have swallowed a piece of metal. But no, I think but I the did. point is the point. <laughs> it's fine. The, the point is is I that the die. money that the league makes from these games is not from the butts that are put into those seats. That's not their primary source of income. So for yeah. anybody who thinks that's the case, it's not. It's certainly not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking well, we talk sports with Matty B is very upset. Now. 
Maddie down Beattie the hockey. Orders the hockey well, we'll get to the hockey. We'll get to the hockey. David Wade also. Maybe we won't. Fuck it. Maybe we'll just sell. It's, it's, like maybe we won't talk hockey the entire jackets. time. Yeah. Eight hundred fifty dollars oh. jackets is what. Is, that's what insane. That's insane. What, did that's I want to know money. from people in the comments if you went to the Stadium Series game, did you see anybody with one of the eight hundred fifty dollars jackets? Yeah, because, the coaches. Yeah. The coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Here's here's the one thing I will say. We could talk about the, the game itself, and there are a lot of things to discuss specifically from the game. But one thing I want to say is is this. I felt that Twitter went, at least Twitter, I mean, maybe other social medias as well, but I think Flyers Twitter went way too far with the negative reaction to the result of last night's game. Mm-hmm. It was not the Super Bowl, people. It was a regular season game. Yeah, if, that, if that game was played at at uh, Prudential Center or Wells Fargo Center and they lost, would you be upset? Sure. And you should be because you, you care and you want to be, you want the team. Uh, that's insanity that there are a thousand. I want to, yeah, I saw something. I, I, I know, I know that some people like, especially in the podcast feed occasionally are like, oh, you guys like, don't say what happens on the screen. So yeah. Mike, Mike Logia says the jackets were 999 in the stadium. I, I saw have... somebody say that on Twitter too. That yeah, is insane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the jacket's different if you buy it at the venue. Instead of buying it at another venue, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Dude, if you bought that jacket in Philly, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. You had to buy it there, right? You had to buy it at the event, right? It's like buying, it's like getting a concert T-shirt, but not being at the concert. <laughs> you know what, Ant? Hold on. While we're on the topic of merch, let's let's break this up oh. with like a, a little bit of positivity. No, no, no. Because there was the thing that you sent me. I think this would actually be like a nice way to to juxtapose. <laughs> Potential corporate greed with uh, with a really cool moment. Is that okay? Right. Can we go? Can we go to that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll okay, get back to the game, I guess. And then and then let's let's also set this up. So this was over on uh, on Instagram. There was a fan who um, was wearing a Brian Prop jersey at the game. And let me pull this up right here. Here we go. And something really cool happened. It's all your jersey. Your jersey? Yeah. What's, what's your name? What's your name? Doing? Uh, Tom. 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 He saw that with the sign, so I had to find you. I got this jersey for uh, I got this jersey for Christmas when I was in eighth grade. So uh, that was a. I just want to see if there's audio here. There you go. So it was it was such a cool moment because. Brian Prop is walking around on the concourse at the game and sees this guy wearing a Prop jersey, and, and he comes up. Now, in fairness, Prop has the hood up, and he's kind of like lurking behind the guy. <laughs> so I get why initially the guy's like, what the hell's going on? And they're like, holy shit, that's Brian Prop!" And he comes up, and he signs the guy. Well, he asks if it's okay, but signs the guy's jersey. And as you heard there in the audio, the guy got this as a Christmas gift when he was in eighth grade. And like, what a cool moment, like as a fan, what a very cool moment to be walking around and you're repping this guy's jersey and he walks up and he signs it. That's really neat. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he wasn't looking for the autograph. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what makes it, that's what makes it cool. So definitely, definitely a classic, classy move there by, uh, 
That's, by that's kind of a, you know that's a hard one to do because yeah. So if I'm walking in the, it's just interesting because you have a little like I do. I have a little piece in my head where it's got like kind of like the, um, you turn off like your past as a player kind of, and I and I love that proper did this. But now, listen, I don't see as many six jerseys as 26 jerseys, but um, it would be one where if you see a jersey, I don't know if I would – it almost feels like I'd be feel cocky or arrogant going up and say, hey, can I sign that for you? Even though it's a nice <laughs> gesture. Like, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, like I, I don't – you don't want to say to yourself, hey, can I sign my jersey you're wearing? Because it's – No, I think, I think what I would probably I mean, do no, – like, Well, look, you're, you're a former athlete, right? So you have a different perspective. But if I, I'm trying to put myself in your position, if I were you and I saw somebody wearing a Chris Terrian jersey and I walked – I would walk up to the guy and I'd be like, hey, nice jersey, and see if he recognized who I was. And yeah, then if, that's if it, cool. Then it'd be yeah. like, oh, my God, it's Chris Terrian, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm sure he would ask you to sign it or he would say, oh, do you want me to sign it, whatever. I, I, and that puts yeah. you're having a conversation, right? Yeah, and I never turn it on. Like, I'll speak, Dave. You see it up there, assign yeah, anything. Yeah. I just find it odd. Like, if someone did it, is that the right thing to do? And nothing. I love that Proper did it because that's how we're bringing fans back. But on the personal side, your own self, you're saying, man, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to seem like an arrogant guy, right? Like, it's it's kind of <laughs> odd. So, but it is weird. It I'm is glad weird. I think like that, actually, because it tells me I've got some sanity in my head. But again, like, I don't, I wouldn't run over and say it. Yeah. But proper, but, proper is uh, he's he's unbelievable like that. Like he loved he loves signing stuff, and <laughs> I think it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Bundy, Bundy signs Anaheim jerseys. <laughs> I've signed Bundy, I- I've signed just about I've signed a lot of weird shit. Holy I shit. I want to get to this question. Rob Ski asks, "What's the most non hockey venue or city someone recognized you?" Um. You know what? I, I, I'll tell you a great story. I, I was probably 20 years ago. Another city yet happens. You get somebody once in a while, but it's always like a real diehard fan. Right. And uh, I went to Benihana like 20 some years ago because my kids were little. Like they were like three and four. And, uh, you know, you go there and the guy's whipping it up and he's doing all the tricks for kids and they don't say much. And if they do, a lot of them, they have broken English and uh, and they do. A, you know, I mean, everybody loves Benihana. Right. So I'm sitting there for like an hour. And um, uh, the guy's like talking and doing it all, and and uh, he looks and he goes, uh, "Big game tomorrow night, a eh, big guy." And I'm like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> the fucking Benny Hanna chef knows who I am. <laughs> like, he's got like the you know like the the hat. And he's been sitting there whipping the shrimp up and. <laughs> And he looks over and I'm like, you know, and I, I didn't want to do like the full accent. He's like, yo, big game tomorrow, a eh, big guy. And I'm like, holy jeez, man. The guy knows the dude knows who I am. So I thought like that was like, so you'd never know who the, who it is that, you know, when you're out there in public. Because there's a lot of fans all over the place. Yeah. No, I didn't get an cool. extra shrimp tossed in the top of my baseball cap. <laughs> Bundy, do you think uh, Hitch has ever been to Benihana? Dude, I lived at Benihana when the kids were little. Uh, like, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Ant Stein. Ant, what, what's wrong? Because I don't want you to get started on this again. You just, you just. You know what I love? <laughs> I, I, I'm... <laughs> you just serve it up, man. Up. <laughs> he wanted to know if Pip Hitch had ever been to Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking guarantee you Hitch has been to Benihana. <laughs> 
Uh, All right, can we break down a hockey game? I'm driving to Baltimore for yeah. a 2 o'clock Loyola, Maryland start today. The girls yeah. Okay, okay fine. Fuck, yeah. let's yeah. talk about the hockey game. Okay. Uh, but so, what, I was, what I was saying before we got si- sidetracked and derailed there was Actually, that- before we talk about the game, a big thank you to our sponsor, Pack Horse Moving. Make sure you use promo code SNOW to get $77 off your first move or your next move. Maybe it is your first move. But PackCourseMoving.com proudly serves the tri-state area with, with locations in Burlington, New Jersey, Norristown, Pennsylvania, and Wilmington, Delaware. Plus, they're launching in Georgia as well. I did see we had a, a person the other day. <laughs> I saw a person the other day say, hey, I'm trying to move my kid from Tennessee. Will they move my kid? I don't know, but give them a call or head over to their website, PackCourseMoving.com. And again, give them the promo code SNOW. To get $77 off your next move. And like we mentioned during the press row show. Than me. <laughs> the what? His bowl of fried rice is higher than mine. <laughs> okay, Russ. You can't do this anymore. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I'm so, I, don't, I don't mind getting uh, usurped for pack horse moving. You know, what I was saying. I, I don't mind that. Listen, so. when when Hitch was done at Benny Hanna, did they have to put him in a? Tr- Never mind. No, stop. <laughs> what? No, don't go there. I didn't go anywhere. I was just yeah, mentioning that perhaps moving. You were going to go with a moving truck. Yes, yeah, you were going to go with. I know where you're yeah. headed with that. Yes, because I'd want to take one of those tables home to my house and cook outside. <laughs> you need a moving. Like, come on. All right. Anyway, let's go. Anyway, my point was is that we made this out to be. A lot of people on social media made last night's game out to be basically like the equivalent of a Super Bowl for the Flyers. And it really wasn't. It was one game. And so here's the thing. Yes, it's on national television. Yes, it's being played in a football stadium. Right. And yes, it's, you know, everybody's everybody's watching the game. You you assume we don't we haven't seen what the overnight ratings are yet. Um, But the fact of the matter is, is that. It was just a, it was another it was a loss. It was a loss, whether it was there, whether it was here, whether it was at the Prudential Center. And yes, it's one that you should be upset about because it was an opportunity to bury the Devils. Like if you win that game in regulation yesterday, the Devils are nine points behind you with 26 games to go. You probably you're probably putting yourself in a very strong playoff position at that point. You lose the game. It was a bigger game to the Devils than it was to the Flyers. Okay. You lose the game, and now they're within five points of you, okay? Okay, fine. But you still have a five-point lead on the yeah. Devils in the stand. It's not like losing that game knocked you out of a playoff spot or says, oh, that's it, they're done. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't recover from this. That's the end of the season for the Flyers. That's not it at all. And I think that it was important that that Torts highlighted that after the game, and he said that. He said, yeah. and, and he's right when he says – the bigger concern for him is actually not the fact that they lost the game last night, but how they play against Chicago on Wednesday. Because what could end up happening here, and this is the thing that I, I want to talk about more than anything else, is that you could the, the players could have taken the mindset that that game yesterday had more meaning than it did, win or lose, right? <laughs> they could have been they could have gotten really overconfident if with a win coming off of that game or they could have it creep into their head like oh my god we just lost such this big game that was everybody was talking about and we lost it and uh well, now we're in trouble and then you go out and you don't play well enough against a team that you absolutely should just boat race okay in yeah. the chicago blackhawks who flat out stink okay and so towards this bigger concern is that game 
not the Devils game last night. And he's spot on correct with that. Spot on correct. Win or lose, it didn't matter. The bigger concern was the game that followed it. And the outcome would would dictate the mindset possibility. And so, like, he even said, he's like, I got a plan in place. We're going to give him a day off. Then we have a few couple days of practice, and we're going to work on it and get ready. And we're going to focus on winning that game in Chicago because that is important. It's not one of those you just look ahead to the next game and cliche things that he's saying. I think in this particular instance, he's 100% right. And and that, and that in the result of last night's game, yeah, you're, it's good that I, it's good that fans care enough now. It's good that fans care about this team again, and that they they're upset that they lost the game. That's fine, but let's not make that game mean more than it really meant because it didn't. It only it only meant one of eighty two, in the grand scheme of things. That's my that's yeah. my rant. I, I, I'm with Anthony. I didn't even like. I just watched, like, I turned the game on and just watched it. Like, I didn't treat it like, I mean, it may, if it was in in Newark or Philly, it didn't matter to me. It was just another, it was another game. I, I Now, yeah, what, is it nice if you would have been able to pull to the to, to nine points? For sure. Four big four-point game is huge. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't happen. So now you got to get back on the horse. You know, Torts is right like that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it would have been nice to get the points. But the game sure. against Chicago is the one game. Ask the Pittsburgh Penguins. That you don't want to lose. You can't give away points like that. You know, unfortunately for the Penguins last year, it happened last game of the year, and that cost them their the playoff burst. So that's why you got to be ready to play against teams that are far weaker than you in the standings and that you expect to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the, the, the one guy that it seems like a lot of people were concerned with, and Bundy had actually expressed a little bit of concern earlier, or maybe it was when we, before we went live, um, but about Sam Harrison and, and yeah. about the fact that last night was not a perfect game by any stretch for him. Um, and there are people asking questions like Frank here saying that it's not that he's solely responsible for the loss. It's that he's not coming up with the timely big saves lately. I I don't know. I feel like if there's one guy on the ice that with these outdoor games, you just act like nothing happened. You just, you really do throw the film in the trash can. It's, it's the goalies in the outdoor game because of how unpredictable the caroms are because of how unpredictable the surface is going to play. I And because of the sight lines, yeah. there are so many variables that go into it that when I look at it, I say, if he had had a shutout yesterday, we would have lauded the shutout, right? Because that would have been, wow, like you don't typically see it, right? The over hits in a lot of these games. Actually, it does. But, the under well, usually does. <laughs> well, listen, listen, when the Flyers... It went, when, it went over when the, yesterday, but... It, it went over it yesterday, and that's yeah. all that I care about. The other ones yeah. don't matter. But <laughs> if he had a shutout yesterday, we go, all right, well, cool. But him to have, like, not a great game, I don't look at it and say, like, this is going to yeah. immediately impact his game. Remember, since the All-Star break, he's been, for the most part, locked down, absolutely airtight, and has, has like, stepped into that number one role. Yeah, I'll say two things to that. One, I'll agree with you on everything you said about playing goal outside, right? I mean, the players mm-hmm. all talked about it, that the game plans, both teams, was – just shoot the puck at the net. Just, yeah. When you're playing outside, just get the puck. It's going to be harder on the goalie, right? It's just it just is. I do think there are things to there are a couple of red flags that have started to come up with more film on Erson that he needs to fix. I do think that the teams are shooting glove side on him, um, and not not necessarily just along the ice. I think it's you know you're trying to put that puck just over the pad uh, or or top shelf, right? 
Um, and it was funny, like, like we talked, remember me asking him about when we had him in the, I had him in the locker room and I asked him about making the glove saves. There's a lot of shots going to that side, you know, and he, he, it was funny that he joked that he called it. Sometimes you get sassy with your celebration of, of the save. Uh, but it, there's no question that teams are targeting that. They, so they, so teams obviously see something in his game where the glove side is where his weakness is. So he has to work on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Last night, he did give up some rebounds. Now he doesn't normally he's that. So like to me, I don't, I, I put the rebounds of last night's game. There were a couple of them. You say those those two needed those two goals that were off of rebounds. Really, he has to he's got to eat that puck. He's got to swallow that puck. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't been struggling with that in reg, in the games in indoors. So you sit there and say, all right, is that an, is that a situation where it was just the elements or is that something that we now have to look for? Is he is he now is that something new that's cropping up with Sam Erson? I don't think it's something new that's cropping up, but we'll see. I, I I look at it. It was certainly recognizable last night, right? It was there. It was on full plane display, but I'm not a hundred percent convinced that that's something that's a problem with his game. So, but we'll see going forward. How depending on how he plays in the in the future games. By the way, historically since 2018, the over under now eight eight and one. So mm. pretty pretty damn close. It was eight eight and one. I pulled it. I, I think that if you look at the scores of those games, Russ, they're, they're, I'm just saying the over under it's eight eight and one. I'm not 100 percent since 2018. I don't I didn't like that yeah. first game. The first goal last night, guys, was kind of I, I was telling like I was looking at the play and I didn't know how that how that actually happened because it was a total breakdown and it happened so fast and yeah. the views you get on TV are different. But that's one of those plays where I know they're telling Sanheim to get up the ice more and he did, but you got to pick your spots because that had ended up being the play where he got up the ice. Which they want him to do, and this is a give and take, but you got to know when to do it. And that breakaway happened because nobody picked up for him on the other side. And and I don't think, to be honest with you, that was a time that he should have been up the ice to begin with. There was nothing good coming from that first play uh, of that game, getting up like that. You got to pick your spots. Look, I, and, and I say, yeah, and I think you're right on that, Bundy. And, and and the one thing I wanted to say about that is, is and I wonder, and this is something I really had a question for you, because – Obviously, as someone who played the game, you can probably answer this better than I can as someone who would suggest it. Um, you know that the conditions are going to be what they are, and it's going to be a different type of game. Can you change your approach as a team for that one game and then go back to what you were doing? Because I'll tell you, I don't think that they're get up the ice, push it north-south, style works on that outdoor rink i just don't because it gets so so much snow on the ice it gets it's tough to make those passes right the the puck's going to go a lot of different directions it's going to be a bouncing puck a lot of times it's tough to play that way to be more aggressive is it maybe a game where you could sit there and say let's be a little bit more conservative in this game and play it a little closer to the vest and then we get back to doing what we normally do once we get back inside and if and if so if it's something that's an easy switch to go back and forth like that then i got to question the the coaching in that regard yeah no i mean it, it, again but the, the coach I, I don't blame the coaching as much anthony on that one was as like laying it to the player and saying like you got to use your head well sure like, you got you know and the other thing too like when uh, you got to like you got to feel that 
You know, like you gotta, you know, it's even funny. I'll tell you a funny story. Like when you're in, even in the alumni game, guys were talking after, and I haven't played, we don't play anymore. Right. Right. But even when you're in the corner and there's a puck, you get this feeling in your stomach. It's almost like it's like a spider sense, right? Like, is there someone behind you or is there someone there? And it, uh, it's just from, just from having played a long, long time, but it stays in your muscle memory and your, in your back of your head. Right. And I wonder sometimes that's the thing I think I wonder with the new where torts gets like ticked off. Like, I don't know if guys think the game through or if they have that kind of sense of where there's danger on the ice or where the danger might be. And that's one of the big, big things I think watching a lot of the, the, the coverage last night. But pick, I have no problem with the, the with torts giving certain guys the ability that can skate to get up the ice to make to help layer the yeah. rush. The problem is, though, is you can't you can't just go up for no good reason. Yeah, no, and I don't, I don't disagree with you. I in eighty one of the eighty two games, I have zero problem with it. I was just asking if in that hmm. because you know what the situation is going to be outdoors, do you then pull back a little bit and try not to play that style of game, or is that is that asking too much for a team that gets used to doing things a certain way? I, you know what, Anthony, I think it's a, just a pick your spot thing. Like you okay. got to know better, you know. And again, early in the game, you want to be enthusiastic, but. Like what was Sandheim last night? Was he minus two? Or they, they they were out for a lot of goals. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, you know, and it, it happens. Like he's playing top lines and 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 you know, he sheer had a good night, but um yeah, again, I I I've just you just gotta f- sense that danger because I always say the worst the thing you have to consider is the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario is a goal against when you're on the ice. And so yeah. how do you put your team in a spot? where you feel that danger and it doesn't happen, especially at critical times of the game. The first five minutes is critical. The last five of each period is usually critical. Certainly the last two, that was a, a weird one because it really set the tone for the game. Um, I have to go in a minute guys only cause I've got a bit of a ride down to uh, uh, down to Baltimore. Um, but I just felt like the flyers couldn't get any traction. And when they did, there was stupid penalties Um uncalled for stuff. There was the, okay, Sandheim minus three. Thanks, uh, David. Um, It it just, it was one of those games. And and, and again, was it outdoors? Yeah, you know, you can blame it on that. But I didn't really like the way, as as the Torts would say, the process went last night. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not a little bit. I didn't like how any of it went. And I didn't like the start. I didn't love the goaltending last night. Um, And every time the Flyers looked like it was going to make, they were going to make it interesting. Another goal was scored to put them back on their heels and forced to to chase the game again. So, yeah. Um, one last one last thing before you roll, Bundy. Um, yep. Yep. Couple. Uh, one thing I did notice last night. First of all, I think that the eleven and seven thing is starting to wear on me a little bit. Uh, but that's not what I really wanted to ask you about. Right, talk about. Yeah, it's it's just I don't see how it's how it continues to be a good thing. But Noah Cates. Only played eight minutes last night. Scott Lawton played sixteen fifty one, and got up playing more on that third line with with Paling and Hathaway. Uh, probably a smart move on the coaching staff's part to kind of get the way Lawton's been playing since he's come back from the uh, you know for last uh, since come back from I guess from the All Star break um, to get him kind of playing more. And 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 Noah Cates has not been impressive. Maybe slide him back down into that fourth line role. Yeah, I mean he's he's a guy um, that yeah. Noah Cates is going to have to be simply better than just a defensive player and just yeah. taking up space on the ice. You know, I, I they they gave him all the rope that he could possibly have last year, 
Uh, he was like the kind of the golden child, right? Like Forrester was beginning of this year. Uh, Morgan Frost in the in the doghouse, the Chateau Bow Wow, as we call it. But um, yeah, I mean, he he's a guy that's you know again you when you're playing for a team that's this team right now with this coach and this management, you have to do something to separate yourself from everybody else that's going to endear them. If you want to stay here, you're going to have to show them something that makes them want you to stay here. And right now, the way Noah Cates is playing, he's just a body on the ice. I don't think, I don't see him doing anything extraordinary to take a bigger bite. And quite frankly, he's not at a point where he should be doing that. Morgan Frost got his ass kicked this year by the coach, like up and down. It mercilessly, uh, very rarely do you see that happen with a guy with a new contract. Uh, Noah Cates, uh, I'd be interested to see how he handled that. This is a funny line by R. Hextel 87. Cates was a Coots junior last year. Now he's Chris Vandevelde. <laughs> oh. oh, guys, have, have a blessed rest of the weekend. I got a roll. We'll talk. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the game, Bundy. Bye, Bundy. Thank you, guys. You Thank stay out of trouble, fella. Drive safe. Yeah, I'm going to always, always try. That's one thing I will do. I promise. I will always try to stay out of trouble. There you yeah. go. A for effort. See you guys. See ya. There we go. Bundy, yeah. our, our dear friend, our dear pal. Uh, hey, a couple of things here before we yeah. head out. Yeah. Um, Philip Albert sent this over. You know, the other day we were talking about Entourage. And yeah. I said, well, we got to throw it to Corn Pop because Corn Pop is the Photoshopping genius behind putting you in the Borat thong. Yeah. But Philip Albert's the one who did this. It's going to look weird on the screen. Uh, but we'll we'll try anyway. So this ant is uh, is what he came up with. That silly podcast, Snow Taraj. Yeah. So Torts is Ari Gold. Uh, intern Andrew is Turtle. I believe that that makes you Vinny Chase in the back. Bundy's Johnny Drama, and I am E. Yeah. I think it's like that's okay. That's pretty good. It's well done. I don't think it's going to be in our in our snow garage, but maybe. No, no, it's good work. At some point, at some point, maybe. It was good work. Open invitation. But here's the thing that people have really cared about, and they they want to know, and they want to see. Okay, and this is really big, and this is good for your ego. Here are the standings in our official predictions on the year. Now, what you'll notice is that after a very very, I think intern Andrew's got twenty. No, he's got nineteen. Nah, I think he's got twenty. He's he got, got nineteen. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk later, but I think he's got twenty. And I think you have thirty-one, and I have thirty. I think you're off somewhere. And Bundy's got thirty-four. But that's okay. I do. I, I keep track of it here at home right. too. I, I don't think that's right. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. I think your math skills are are okay. atrocious. Yeah, They're very sad. Anyway, I am within a point of you and within four of Bundy. That is correct, though. That is correct. Um, this is this is a good case of good news, bad news. The bad news is this rigged system where two points get you a perfect score have benefited you more than anyone else, um, except for... Except for you, who also for has four of them. <laughs> and, also, and also Bundy, who also has four of them. I feel bad for intern Andrew, who only has two correct scores on the season. I will tell people, though, um, a couple games ago, when the last goal was scored and that got two points, intern Andrew lost his shit. He was the most excited I think we've ever seen him at a game. Yeah, just because he knew he knew what those two big points meant. Now I do feel a little bit bad for him because up until 
about last week, it really did look like he was going to get close to catching you. And now by virtue of two perfect scores, um, it doesn't look like it's going to happen for him. No. But you know happen. what? He also got a very late start in this, and we are very proud of him, and we're proud of all of his accomplishments here in this life and and doing the work on the Only Flyers podcast and on the Press Row show. So yeah, kudos to him. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we uh, we peace out? Uh, did you see that Yarmir Yager practiced with the Penguins yesterday? Was it yesterday or Friday? No, uh, I saw I saw the thing about. Um, no, I I saw the other thing. I saw Malkin, like a Malkin quote about him. But no, so he practiced with the Penguins. He practiced. Why? They they let him practice because well they're they're honoring him. But why? Today, they're honoring him at the game today. I believe they're playing today, right? So I think they're having some kind of honor for Yager, and so they let him skate. It was either I think it was yesterday. It might have been Friday, but I think it was yesterday that they actually let him skate at practice with them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Fifty-two year old Yarmir Yager, same age as Bundy. Drafted in the same draft, and Yarmir Yager's out there with the boys practicing. I, I still think back thing. to what a missed opportunity it was to not have him here another year. I think how about a, it being a missed opportunity to not draft him? Okay, but like that—that's <laughs> like listen, it, it, that that is Ricci that is what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like he was a good—he was a good fit here when he was brought in for that one he year. He was, but it was more that was more on him. You say it's a missed opportunity. Sure, it was, but it was more on him because the Flyers were willing to bring him back, and they just asked him to wait because they needed to clear some money. They needed it was some it was salary cap gymnastics that needed to happen there, and he mm-hmm. didn't want to wait, so he signed with Dallas instead. Um, that was on that was more on Yager. Like the Flyers wanted him to stay, and they were willing to offer him a contract. They just needed to make some things work first. Yeah, and he and he said no. He didn't want to wait. So. Um, Anyway, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It would have been better. I mean, like, I think that that team had a chance of being good again the following year if he would have still been here, but no, it didn't didn't quite work out. That team, we should have asked Mike Richards about that team when we had him on because I remember talking to a couple, uh, talking to Richie and talking to John Stevens that summer after the Kings won the Stanley Cup, and they were convinced they were playing the Flyers in the final the year that Yager played here. Like they were convinced that that's who they were going to get, uh, and they got New Jersey instead, who up who knocked off the Flyers and were not nearly as good a team as the Flyers were, um, and they were worried about it. Like like Stephen, I remember talking to Stevens. We were over in Voorhees, and you know he was watching his son skate, and um, we were just talking, and he, he was like, yeah, "I'm not 100 percent sure that 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 we you know make the run that we make as well as we do if we play the Flyers in the final." Yeah, they were worried about it, right? They really were. So interesting. Interesting. It is interesting. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. Very, so. very interesting. So, I don't know how to feel about it, man. Yeah, you know? what it is. Yeah, it I mean, is. I know, I know that it's you know, it ultimately it doesn't matter. But he was he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun to watch at that point in his career. Um, it would have been very interesting to see. Now, can you? Uh, this won't happen. There's no chance that it happens. But like Yager stayed in some form of playing shape. Can you imagine if like Pittsburgh were to make a playoff run? Okay. <laughs> Just hear me out. Pittsburgh makes a playoff run. They already have a bunch of old decrepit players who, yeah. whose best days are behind them. They suffer an injury, and like Yager's like, listen, I can I could play some shifts. Can you imagine if they if they just did it? 
Like, wouldn't that be something? Would that be something? I'm not saying would it make them better. I'm saying, like, would that be a moment? Oh, of course in, it would be in, in, your, in your opinion, like, when you sit back and you go, all right, Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs. They they lose a forward, and Yager's there, and they say, come on in, play eight minutes, I, eight I don't, minutes I don't of ice they, time. I don't think would that be ever, fun? It would I be fun. fun. I don't think they would ever do it, but I think it would be fun, sure. I mean, I'm insane. Look, like, I don't, I don't hold hatred in my heart the way that a lot of people do for other teams. Uh, there are certain teams that I do. But, like, seeing Yager play in the playoffs would be pretty freaking cool at this point in his career or yeah. lack thereof. Like, it would be it, there, it would be something I would watch. Yeah. I'd go out of my way to watch that game. But, anyway, um, I think that's probably it for tonight. Today, yeah. This morning. It is. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. A lot of fun today. So, uh, big thank you to everybody who tuned in during – the live show here on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twixter. By the way, head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com. Pick up your merch. But not only that, get your tickets for our live show, the Press Road Show, March 16th. Yeah, it's coming quick. At, at La Cecilia in Oxford, Pennsylvania. Get your keisters down there. Buy your ticket. It includes not only the price of the show, the Press Road Show. We'll be watching the Flyers and Bruins game up on a big screen. But it also includes all of your food for the night. Big Italian buffet. Got pizza, pasta, all kinds of grill works, desserts. It's going to be awesome. I've been told that the food at La Cecilia is next level. And we're going to find out very soon. So I'm really excited. We're about, we're less than a month away. So if you've been thinking about it and you haven't gotten your tickets yet, make sure you go do that. They're going to start pushing now to their fine folks down in the Oxford area. I get that it's not close. For a lot of people, it's not a close drive. However... We have some people driving in from all over for this live show, which I'm very excited about. So hopefully, uh, you know, a bunch of you who are watching the show or listen to the show every week, a lot of people like to wait until the very last minute. Don't wait till the last minute this time. Get your tickets before the La Cecilia people start getting all the folks in Oxford to buy up the remaining tickets. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great, and we're gonna It'll make sure time. that Ant, we're gonna make sure that Ant breaks his diet that day. And there's gonna be there's gonna be that's some, really what I'm here for. There's gonna be some cool door prizes too. We can't announce them just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you, one of them is gonna be a jersey. That I could say. Yes. Yeah, we have that. So be good stuff. Be, wh- it's be gonna worth be it. like it will be. I think it, it's very safe to say because you have to remember, Bundy will sign anything that you put in front of him that night, including his book. Um, yes. If you've been waiting to have that chance, I don't know if any of the other alumni are going to like pop in or show up. You, you never know. I don't think so. But like, is it possible? But there are going to be some really cool door prizes, as you mentioned. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Andrew Jacobson asks, is it going to be a Hitchcock jersey? It will not be. We can confirm <laughs> it is not a Hitchcock jersey. Does one of those exist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's better than if you put, make do the sounder than you do it. The sounder is yeah. just so much funnier. But uh, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. Look at this. Joe Papel. I think Joe is down in Florida right now. So Joe Papel is coming up from Florida to uh, to join us for the live show, which That's is awesome. very cool. So That's awesome. Anyway, he'll sign anything. Yeah, don't make the goon reference, Andrew Fawcett, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll sign it, Doug. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, everybody have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy your weekend. What? Eric Burke, you've got a great recommendation. Put the hitch ringtone in the Snow the Goalie store. Huge seller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Dude, that would be a great alarm clock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it would. It's be. like like you're like me and you're like, oh, I really need to get to the gym. I don't know when. I'm going to get up at four in the morning to go to the gym. And all you hear in the morning is. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's one way to wake up. That's one way to wake your spouse. That's one way to wake up your significant other, anyone else in your life. Is when you keep hitting snooze. I, I will she, say that. I she rolls say. over in bed to like smack you upside the head because I, all she keeps hearing I, is. <laughs> so I just have to say this and yeah. we'll leave it at this. We'll okay. end the show with this because okay. we can't say anything. But oh my God, La Hitchcelia. La Hitchcelia. <laughs> and good. before people were saying Hitchihana. Hitchihana, yeah. All right, sorry, continue. Uh, the reason we laugh so much at this is because we know some stories that can't be told about okay, Bundy. You're and not Hitch. supposed to say that. This is like, but no, that's absolutely okay. can, and that's why. But that's why, if anybody wonders why we are constantly laughing, mm -hmm. it, yes, it's funny, and it's funny for the for the fans too. But there are some stuff that we know that went on between Bundy and Hitch that makes it even funnier. So anyway, we'll leave it at that. I also just laugh because I think it's hilarious and I think he sounds just like Hitch, in fairness. Yeah. Anyway, time for us to go. Will we tell some of those stories at the live event at La Cecilia? You'll have to buy your tickets uh, to find maybe. out. Who knows? Who's to say? Maybe. Who's to say? Yeah. La Cecilia, March 16th. And again, a big thank you to our friends over at Pack Horse Moving Company for sponsoring today's episode and all the episodes here on Snow the Goalie and this morning's The Morning After Recap as we broke down what the hell happened in that stadium series stinker. Follow Anthony on Twitter at AntSanPhilly. Follow Bundy on Twitter at CTarian6. I'm on Twitter at JoyOnBroad. And do you have any other shows in the pipeline this week that you're going to be popping on to? I think I'm doing uh, WIP tonight with uh, Hunter Brody, uh, 620. Uh, okay. I, I got a text from Kevin Cooney, so I'm assuming he wants me to go on 97.5 at some wow. point. Uh, we'll wow. see. We'll see what he says. Wow. I, have to, I have to answer that text. Uh, and I hear that uh, there's a rumor, just a rumor, mm -hmm. that the baseball podcast is coming back tomorrow. Wow! Just really? a rumor. Really? Yeah. You guys well, going to you know, stream that live, or is that going to well, be? Well, a... we got to figure that out because, you know, Big Bet Bob, you know, he's like, uh, he's like Punxsutawney Phil. He, you know emerges after the after groundhog day and then he's like oh it's baseball season let's talk baseball again so what a guy yeah what a guy hey tomorrow monday president's day i'll be hosting uh crossing broadcast at 12 o'clock on all the crossing broad channels youtube facebook and maybe Twitter. i'll check in maybe who's to say we'll see if i let you on but I'll be taking all of your questions, comments, and concerns from the weekend in sports. It doesn't just have to be Philly. And there's a phone number if you want to call and get your question or whatever, have your voice be heard. It's 215-839-8477. Is that coming so to can, Snow the Goalie sometime soon? I don't know. Maybe. I, I've thought about it. But, you know, the show isn't I – don't, I don't know. Do we want to do that with this show? Do we, we want to, like, know. do a different a – different, maybe. Maybe we could. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. But anyway, Crossing Broadcast, 12 o'clock, Monday. Join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last week, so uh, it's going to be good stuff. And listen for Ant as he's uh, all over the Philadelphia radio scene on Sunday. So, And the baseball show, assuming it comes back tomorrow. That'll be something. Yep. There's, your, there's your alarm. That should be... Yep. <laughs>
No, that's that's Maria's making dinner now. She makes dinner on Sunday. She makes dinner at 11 o'clock in the morning. Good on her. What's she making tonight? What are you making over there, babe? Gravy, eggplant, roll, and teeny. Egg, eggplant, roll, and teeny. And some gravy. Eggplant. I like eggplant. eggplant. I'm sure you do. All right, and that is time for today's episode. We will talk to all of you later this week here on So the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Thanks for listening.